We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Hello! We're back! Hello! Welcome! Happy Monday! Should be Monday, right? To them it's Monday. For for them it's Monday. Unless they're listening on like a Saturday, in which case then. Happy Saturday. Our goal is to... Well, it's published on Monday. You should be listening to it on Monday. So that's... I'm but we get it if you that. can't. We get it. Just do it. Just, just make the time. That's right. Yeah. As you fall asleep at night, you don't need sleep meditation. You need some yeah. pragmatic doula You need shit. the pragmatic doulas. That's right. And our, our NPR voices. voices. <laughs> yeah. Today, are you occasional I, belch? I left my daughter... <laughs> that was like, Gotta keep it real. <laughs> I left my daughter at home when I was on my way to recording today um she was having period cramps so she was lying in bed with a hot thing on her back but she was See, also I go to bed with a hot thing on my back let's all do that after we leave here yeah. go straight What's his home name? Go straight... <laughs> <laughs> those Sorry. kind of jokes just come so easily to her you know as soon as shit comes out of your mouth you're like she's gonna fucking turn it she's, she's gonna, gonna to... make it something oh, else back to the dick oh back, back to <laughs> the dick god um my daughter was lying in bed, period cramps, hot, hot heating thing on her back. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hot Water Bottle. Mr. Mr. Hot Water Bottle. And listening, and, and on her TV, she had Little Bear on, on the TV. Aww. And I know she's, she does that, and I'm wondering if she's also feeling a little down or blue, because that's what I do. <laughs> My <laughs> Listen brother. Listen to Little Bear or Max and Ruby. <laughs> My brother <laughs> used to make them. fun of me when I was when I would stay home from school if I was sick and I watched Polka Dot Door. Oh, that's so mean because you must listen. Polka Dot Door is medicine. Yeah. If you, you have to be of a certain age and grown up in Canada, you'll know what the Polka Dot Door, yeah, TV show from songs and stories and so much more. The Polka Dot Door. We are all post Today is... (laughs) We're old. Imagination Day. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise known as Doula Shit Day. Bad Doula Shit Day. Bad Doula Shit Day. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I have such a headache. So write us and tell us what you do to make yourself feel better if you're feeling really out of sorts. Especially after a birth. Do you listen to Treehouse? Just let it play in the background. I love that Treehouse is on like regular... TV now? Um, t- well, it's like I don't have to buy the kid package. Uh-huh. It's just it just comes. Yes, yeah, because your TV station, your TV people know. No. Yep, they know. Treehouse is like so. Even my medicine. mom has Treehouse. <laughs> Treehouse is an antidepressant. You just put that shit on in the background. Yep. You don't need to pay for all those extra packages. meditation packages. Oh, yeah. Just listen to Little Bear. Come on. <laughs> I listen to when I have a migraine. Actually, coming Little on. Bear's Canadian, isn't it? So like forty yes, percent of our people are going. Oh, what the fuck is Little Bear? Look it up. Elsie <laughs> Holmond Menard. She wrote the Little Bear series. All my children learned how to read from those books, and so yeah, we were we thrilled when they books. made they made um, uh, uh, the TV shows from them, and they're lovely and wonderful. And I, I'm definitely would suggest it. Medicine. Medicine. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, the first movie, is my medicine. When I when you I have, have like scary dinosaurs, so I'm not growling. watching it. I'm listening to it. When I'm getting a migraine, yeah. I take my my migraine meds. I take a gravel. I get into bed. I put Jurassic Park on my on my 
what do you call this computer. computer? Thank you. I put it over in the corner and I just let it run. Or I lay on the couch with it on and I just let it run. That's my medicine. So yeah. that raptor T-Rex I is cannot like, explain it. My the, daughter. The sound of the silence of fear. You know in those scary movies where there's no sound but like somebody's creeping. People or just the, the fear breathing. <sighs> people are afraid and hiding underneath the kitchen counter. That soothes you. Yes. Okay. My daughter is, I'll <laughs> so, listen to. So much is explained right here. Yeah. Bob Ross. Oh, she will put on Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Yeah. Or she will put on, um, you remember the movie Wally? Which again, there's no talking Wally. in it. It's just music with the occasional Wally or yeah. Eva. Mm-hmm. All that shit. That's she, that is her soothing music. So her her background noise. I mean, she does listen to her sleep meditations and stuff, and her smooth jazz while she's sleeping. But if she's well, feeling that. particularly unwell, the saxophone stylings of yeah. Kenny G. <laughs> She'll listen to Bob Ross on loop. It just That's like crazy. put it on YouTube God. and off she goes. Well, I'll also do Friends. He I put Friends me on, out. and um, and I don't. I, I literally will put it on my phone. Because Netflix will just turn off after a yeah. while. Are you It'll still watching? You, are you still watching? And then yes, when you're not, it just turns off. And then I'll just put my phone face down so the light doesn't bother me. Yeah. And turn over in bed and listen to the sounds of friends. And I'll fall asleep within like two, two minutes. I'll fall asleep. Wow. Yeah. I barely get through the intro song. That's our doula shit. Yeah. That's Law and cool. Order. Dun, dun. 11 p.m. A and E. Karen Karen Kilgariff says she listens to Law and Order. Yes, to help her fall asleep. My sister and I would go when we were still living at home, and when we lived together, she and I roomed together as well. We're roommates. We would at night, 11 p.m. A and E. Law and Order. We go both lay on the couch because we always had an L-shaped couch. One of us would take each end. We'd put it on. I tell you, we barely got past the dun dun. Yeah. Or no, we'd hum it. No. Mm-hmm. And then we both done. You're out. We're out. We're probably gonna get sued for singing all these songs. <laughs> Let them go ahead. Sue me. Come and get me. I got <laughs> shit. We have on. no money, so take, fucking... take all the money in my bank account. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> take it. Take the crumbs. And get a yeah. coffee. Take, take, take the moss. Mm-hmm. Oh. So what are we talking about today? We actually have a topic. Bad doula shit. Bad doula shit. You say that like we don't have a topic every week. We do. We I know, but we ramble on and on sometimes for <laughs> like the polka dot door. Six minutes and seventeen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to reassure our listeners. There's that, some content here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been times when we've rambled on for twenty minutes before we actually get to anything. <laughs> and you know you love it. Oh, you know you love it. We're hilarious. It's, that was actually our intention. We were just going to have a podcast where we just like rambled. Yeah. We're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. You should see our fi- our uh, messenger group. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a rambling road right there. There's a lot of rambling. So we're talking about bad doula shit. What exactly does that mean, Kimberly? Please explain so, to us. This was not my topic, but um, basically when doulas do bad things that make the rest of us look Shitty. horrible. Yes. That make hospitals hate us. Yes. That make midwives hate us. Yes. That make partners hate us. Yes. That make other doulas hate us. Oh, bad doula shit. Don't do any of these things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think doulas continue to do bad doula shit later in their careers or is it mostly early early doula shit? No, no. Oh, no. Those are mistakes. Some are mistakes. Some are just because they're just rogue ass doulas and they're just there to cause shit. And I think those people are like that. Like that's who they are. Yeah, that's just who they are. They have a particular philosophy 
and they're going to live that philosophy and it doesn't matter what anybody there else does. was a so i trained a doula many years ago and she moved to alberta it's this tiny little town in alberta and when she got there there was some doulas there but these doulas had been so confrontational and just bad that the hospital basically banned them mm-hmm. all doulas Mm-hmm. And there's one hospital in this entire town. That was it. Mm-hmm. One. So her whole mandate at that point then was to start mending those bridges that these other doulas had basically set on fire as they went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were no midwives in this town either. It was just OBs, a couple mm-hmm. of OBs and doulas. Mm-hmm. And she managed to create such an amazing organization dynamic group of really good doulas there mm-hmm. um that kind of from my understanding i could be completely wrong but kind of shut out these other doulas that they were now you know they were being you know um consulted by the ob's and you know working in partnership with the hospital itself and things like that to create better birth for those in this town mm-hmm. so i mean it sounds like they created an understanding, too, yeah. with the community so that they would reach out for a consultation and stuff. You don't reach out for a consultation to someone you don't get what they're doing. No. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think for her when she got there, I think she was, like, almost devastated by the whole thing because here she was wanting to be a doula, but these other doulas, when she got there, had already created such strife. Pretty wrecked the infrastructure they, for her. Exactly. That she, there was no, there was no work for her mm-hmm. unless she went with these people that were sort of negative based and yeah and whatnot and that wasn't what she wanted to do mm-hmm. so she sat back and she right. said no i have to change this and i think that that's where we need to be is that mm-hmm. creating good relationships but so what did those doulas do because I, I, I don't put the know. bad doula shit. yeah that i don't yeah. know um just it just sounded like i mean i may have known <laughs> 10 years ago but my brain is atrophied so i don't remember. and we could start right at the top 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 there was a doula, I heard about this, I don't even know if it was here or in the States, where she did a vaginal exam mm-hmm. on a client. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? Was that the one in Saskatchewan? Yes. That got charged? Yes. Yes. So but she was actually working, she was charged under um, the, yeah, the idea of working as a midwife. So the law was she was working as a midwife mm-hmm. when she was not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was in Saskatchewan. So that is some pretty fucked up doula shit. Yeah. It, yeah. Performing clinical things for clients. Don't, never mind saying clinical things. What are you doing putting your fingers inside? Like, what are you doing? I don't want anybody putting their fingers inside a client, let alone my own. Oh, I thought you were going to say I don't want anybody. And Michael Johnny. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Stay okay. Uh, what the hell vine? is wrong with the two of you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, my, I know I know I, what's wrong with me. I, I'm not getting any. I don't know what's wrong with you who gets, gets it on the reg. Yeah. Um, I, for me, the best part of being a doula is that this area from, you know, belly button to top of thighs is out of my scope. That makes me happy. I don't want to be putting my hand where it doesn't belong. Right. You are not a puppet. Nope. <laughs> no. I am not a puppet master. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not, 
what I'm there for. No. Well, what's that called? There's a... It starts with an M, and I again, I've lost my vocabulary. Mandate? No, not mandate. It was a... It's like a doula, but she mm. does limited mm. medical... Montrese. Montrese, that's yes. it. So was she... So she was, what we ended up coming to find out is she had actually been hired, although on a doula contract, I think what had happened is she had been hired as a lay midwife. Right. So she wasn't saying she was an experienced registered midwife. Oh. She had actually been, the understanding was that she was acting in that... Capacity. Capacity. With a group from the family. Okay. Um, but there, there was a, I guess there was a negative outcome or something. Yes. Um, there was some stuff going on where transfers possibly should have happened could have happened earlier mm-hmm. i i don't know i, I actually again this is escaping me right now i have so all I this i have all the stuff written down because yeah. we wrote about it so i can't even call that bad doula shit if the understanding from the family was that she was actually acting in capacity true true but true. she shouldn't true. Have to had be a fair. contract in the way of a doula and I, she was put out there in sort of the media and whatnot as a doula, doula acting out of scope but she yeah. wasn't it was, she happens to be a doula who was also i believe working as a, lay as a lay midwife, midwife. Right. And had been. Uh huh. So. So in her defense. In thank her you. defense. So just Stephanie. But there's bad doula Alouche, shit L-L-B. for sure happening out there. <laughs> there's definitely bad doula shit. So if you think about people just doing stuff out of scope, for me that's like one thing that you do stuff out of scope, like doing clinical things or saying clinical things, mm-hmm. diagnosing people. Ugh. That's craziness. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's scary and stupid. Mm-hmm. Like why would you be doing that? Why would you say, oh yes, that's this that thing you can talk about your experience you can suggest questions to ask people hey i'm not your doula trainer i'm not here to tell you what to do but don't be stupid i'm gonna tell you that much yeah right so what is stupidity so when you've walked into a birth Mm -hmm. and you're getting some sort of a negative feedback from a care let's say a care provider because this is where we kind of see we get pushback from care providers who are looking at us but they've had an experience with somebody else Mm -hmm. and sometimes those care providers are happy to provide us with all the fucked upery that Mm -hmm. has happened that has created this base Mm -hmm. of mistrust misunderstanding or just negative experience Mm -hmm. with another doula what have you heard what bad doula shit did they share with you that they experienced that has now created this i've never had any physician healthcare provider share with me any bad doula experience that they've had before i have intuited that the reason why somebody's giving me attitude is because they've had some bad experiences i've had people lie straight to me like one nurse said all i was doing was going into the cupboards to get a washcloth Mm -hmm. and the nurse said to me you're not allowed to do that she knew who i was she knew that i was a doula she knew that i was there with my um with my clients and and then i said i'm not allowed to get a washcloth and she says no you have to ask ask one of us if you want something from the cupboard and then i said I've never heard that before. She said, yes, yes, you do. Was this at St. Mike's? Yeah. I had that happen recently too, at a birth. I went so to unless a they just Maybe they changed the rules, but so... It's not going to stop me from going to get a fucking face cloth. Exactly. There's no reason so the, to waste the, the time of a medical professional to come into a room to approve me getting a face cloth, right. which are in storage for the clients. That are sitting right, right there. there. Yeah. So I said to myself, I wonder if this is some bad doula shit. Yeah, there's some power play happening here. Was that same nurse that we talked about, who always the older one who always wears the jersey? That's what it's me. I think she's a charge nurse, and I think she's a little. Yeah. Well, it's like that other. That other nurse. We shouldn't be talking about this. The one. (laughs) 
the other one that, that you thought yes, I was talking yes, about before. Yes, yes, yes. Um, when she's yelled at me, yelled mm-hmm. at me yeah. for encouraging my client during the pushing stage. Yes. She has to listen only to me. Yes. Yes. Because I've she's had, a child, you know. I've had um, okay. a nurse also say to me, <clears throat> let me explain it to them. Because I did sort of clarify one thing that she yeah. said. And then my client had further questions. And I was about to say something. Maybe I shouldn't have. But it wasn't confrontational. It wasn't no. invasive. It was just me including myself in the conversation. Yeah. And she said, let me explain it to them. As if I was trying to take over, which I wasn't. No, but she not. read it as that. Because maybe she expected me to be silent. Or... Maybe she did have a doula before who um, did overstep her bounds and kind of put herself in front of her clients kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is what I think that a lot some people do do. That's bad doula shit. Don't put yeah. yourself in front of your clients. No. like It's not your birth. When I sometimes think there's the whole idea of doulas who will undermine the confidence that clients have in their care providers, mm-hmm. in their nurses, in their, um, in the doctors that they have. And I think that's, it's not our place. I mean, I think we had a, we had, there's a doula who I remember her saying once, I don't get to know doctor's names. Mm-hmm. I don't Annie. want, yeah, I don't want to know doctor's names because I don't want to have, I don't want to remember them in a negative way or something that my face will give away, you know, oh, you have this client. You see this doctor walks in, you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, And I thought, yeah, and I did that for a while, but now I'm like, yeah, no, I don't do that anymore, especially now that that I do more births actually at St. Mike's because I think the better I do, Mm -hmm. the more I can be helpful to everybody, then the more accepted I am as part of the team. Yeah. And whereas not just me being accepted as part of the team, but doulas in general General. also being accepted as part of the team. I think that's... My, my job is not just to help and support my clients, but as a doula to make it so that the next doula that comes in isn't going to get shit on because I did something stupid or shitty or bad. I remember <clears> one time <throat> I said to my... I like I have vocal fry. <laughs> I, one time I said to my kids, what, something had happened on... We live in a co-op and there was a playground, like a common playground where all the kids go play. And then... Um, one of my kids got in a fight with one of the other kids. It was actually my daughter. <laughs> and she beat this, she like beat the shit out of this oh, boy shit. who was bugging her. She took a skateboard and smacked him with it. And it was all, anyways, her brother said she was wrong and that like they were not on her side and whatever. So they came home and I bawled them out. And I said, I don't care if your sister's wrong. When you're out there in the world, you guys have to stick together. Yeah. If she's wrong, you deal with her in the house. You can tell her she's wrong all you want, but when you're out there in the world, you're a united you guys have to front. You are a united front. That is your sister. And when you are out there by yourself, you are a representative of our family. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, you know, it was this whole big thing, and they didn't think that was fair, and they're individuals, and if their sister's being stupid, they shouldn't have to stand up for her because people have to earn respect and blah, blah, blah. And I said, all of that is true, but when you're out there, you don't do that because now that boy has it in for your sister. And if he knew that her two brothers behind her, all of this to aren't say, behind her. aren't behind her. Exactly. That when you're out there, when you go to the hospital as a doula and you are working, 
you have to remember who are your sisters. Yeah. You have to have our back. Every time you go to the hospital to uh, work with a client, the hospital staff see, they don't just see Stephanie, they don't see Kim, they don't see Suzanne, they see all doulas. Yeah. And everything that you do, they're going to attribute to, they're going to pin it on all doulas. So when you're doing really good things and you're being helpful and uh, you're serving your clients in the way that you're supposed to, they make note of that. It makes a little tick in their brain. And that's the kind of image that we want now, everybody to go out there. Devil's advocate, because there's going to be doulas out there that go, well, fuck that. Why would I? Why would I care what the OBs think? Why would I care what the nurses think? Well, my kids were saying to yeah, me when exactly. I was caring with them. Um, you yeah. know, this is about this is about my client and me helping them. Mm-hmm. You know, not get shit on by OBs because I think there's I think there's and look right in. I don't care. This is what I feel. I know there's a very large group of doulas that sit there and think that all they are painting all OBs with the same brush that all OBs are shit and that they are out to get your client to do all these horrible things to basically rush birth along and do all these, you know, um, procedures to them. Get them into the operating room so that they can collect the bucks for surgery. Well, that's isn't that the same thing that they're doing to us? OBs are painting us with the one brush, and we are doing the exact same thing. Maybe we need to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to start looking at OBs on, as an individual, and midwives as well, um, on an individual basis and, you know, help and support and protect our clients. But we don't have to help and protect them from the OBs that are there for their best interest. Mm-hmm. But we can educate them to what the current system looks like. So yes. here's, here's what the obstetric care system looks like in our in our hospital. Here's what you can expect. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with, I mean, there's always, no matter where you go, in every customer service situation, and birth is a customer service situation, you're going to have people who care about customer service and, bed, and bedside manner and people who don't. Mm-hmm. Or people who just, they're at the end of their fucking 24-hour shift and they're like, I'm done. I am zoned. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And and that person and because of the way the system is set up, if you are at the end of that twenty four hour shift, you might not. The fact is you might not automatically get a consent discussion. Mm-hmm. You might as the client, as the doula, as the partner, um, have to say, I need more information on that. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, this is where we come in as doulas to not, as you've had this problem before, Kim, get our quest our clients to question yeah. their their care, care providers but to ask, ask questions, questions about what to expect mm-hmm. what can i expect from you here's what you can expect from me mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and that that is very possible that you might have to be the one to bring it to your caregiver because they are one caregiver in a floor of people mm-hmm. yeah and if they have their own habits that don't match with yours you're going to have to be the one to to discuss that now that being said there's a balance with bad doula shit when it comes to consent they're speaking for your client but there's also helping prevent trauma yes so if consent has not been asked for um like if someone but very commonly sometimes i don't see this as much anymore where what's said is all right we're just going to do a vaginal exam now and check things out um if i know something about my clients sometimes we have clients who are just all all in, like, whatever, bring it. Yeah. I, I don't want yeah. to talk about it. Whatever mm-hmm. they say is going, I don't need yeah. that. 
that's not what it looks like for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay if mm-hmm. that's who you are. If you're just succumbing to all those things and it doesn't feel traumatic to you, then that's for you. If I have a client who I know it's very important to have a physical and mental understanding of everything that's going on, if someone says to my client, okay, we're just going to do a vaginal exam now um, to check blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know for my client that that, that would not register as consent or something she wants. And I would say to my client, do you understand? Um, or do you, I would, uh, there is the, the phrase, do you consent to having a vaginal exam now? So is there, do you feel like you understand what's about to happen? There's a view, just, it depends on the relationship you have with your client with what language you would use. Yes. But it does come down to them understanding, do you consent for a vaginal exam? Let us know when you're ready. You can even say, like, what they're saying here is they're asking for your consent to do that. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Right? And then that gets the oh, the resident or whoever to go, yeah, do you, mm-hmm. is that okay? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think we're talking, I mean, l- there's balance, right? Yeah. So... You ha- like, you a- wouldn't say to the OB, that's not asking for consent. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But you also want your client to know that... Giving your consent is is your right necessary right now. Yeah. yeah. You so you so it, you it is understand? about there's a certain amount of maturity, doula maturity. There's a certain amount of sophistication, yeah. doula sophistication. There's a there's the the ability to read subtleties and to be the subtle, nuances. Uh, uh, yeah, about things because yes, yeah, saying that's not asking for consent. Do yeah. you consent to him putting your fingers in, his fingers in your vagina like that? That's which good point. That's which totally points, getting the message across. But, but that, at which points the OB's going, what the fuck? Get the fuck you, out of here. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. done. But so there client, is a certain amount of um, ability that a doula needs to have to be able to communicate to the client, this is what's this is what they want to have happen, and you need to give your consent right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we need to be able to walk that fine line. And so much depends on the not the mood, but where the intensity is with the with the situation with, that's yeah, happening. Yeah, is, is like was that also announced mid contraction? Mm-hmm. And and they didn't hear any of that. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if someone were to start in to doing a vaginal exam before, as that contraction is going away, but there's been no consent yet. Yeah, yeah. But also, are we talking about an emergency? Like obviously, a vaginal exam. Again, it's not always done sort of as far as an emergency goes, but if we're, are we talking about an emergency, in which case, you know, again, the hospital's mandate is healthy baby, healthy mom, and sometimes there isn't time for that. And yes... There isn't time for subtlety. Yeah, and, mm. you know, there isn't time for you to say, um, do you consent to X, Y, Z? Meanwhile, baby's losing oxygen. Like, mm-hmm. we got to fucking let the care providers do what they have to do. Yes. So right? that's where I think that sophistication comes in. You have to know when, holy shit, something's going down. Let me step back over here. Exactly. Let the lifesavers do the life saving. Do the life saving. And you have to know when yeah. to jump in, when to jump back, when to step back, when to step in, yeah. when to be soft and gentle, when to be a little bit more firm. You know, you've yeah. that Reading the room and knowing, yes. and, and a lot of that comes from experience. experience. That comes with the doctor too, though. So a doctor being able to say, I really need your consent right now to examine you for X, Y, Z. Yeah. Doctors need to be able to have that subtlety too. Yeah. Yeah. How do you obtain consent when a situation is urgent? That's something that they because have that to. Because that can create Do they just dive too. in? That's or right. are they able to 
somehow communicate to the patient, listen, this and this is going on. We have to do this in order to secure the safety of the baby. Yeah. Okay. I just need you to let me know that this is okay with you for me to do this. Like, take the three yeah. seconds yeah. and do that. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because unless they she's passed out, she can't give, give consent. Yes. That's different. Yeah. Yes. If she is able to give consent and have a very quick understanding, things have changed very suddenly. I need the, your permission to do a vaginal exam so we decide whether we need to push this baby out right now or we're going to cesarean. Yeah. Because it might just be if you're, you know, six centimeters. We're going, we got to go to cesarean. Mm-hmm. If you if this is suddenly happening because something has happened and you are ten and we can avoid that, but yeah. he doesn't need to give he or she doesn't need to give all of that. Well, it's like that resident who said, you know, um, my client didn't want to have a vaginal exam in triage because she'd had several already. And she didn't yeah. want another one, um, and yeah, she. I mean, it was over the span of a long time that she yeah. had a few of them, but she didn't want to have another one. But it was going to be a matter of. Does she have one and you stay? Does she have one and you can go home? But the resident's response was, you don't have a choice. Well, that's not... It's just simply inaccurate. Yeah, that's That's not it. it. And if I had been there, I would have said, well, is there a reason she doesn't have... Like, what is the the reason she doesn't have a choice? Because I know, from experience, I know what he's trying to do is judge, can she go home or does she have to stay? Mm -hmm. So you, he should have said... Um, I understand you don't want another one, but you also want to go home. I we kind of need to know yes, where you are. Yeah, like, if this you're is going to be the best way for yeah. me to figure out and for us to make that decision. Yeah, because we don't want to send you home without knowing that maybe you are still two centimeters. Yeah. If you're six, we need to know. But find another case, way to communicate that, Ryan. Exactly. Whatever yeah. his fucking name was. <laughs> Okay, well, what Gary. About, what Wayne. about what about bad doula shit that happens outside of the hospital? Like in your doula practice. What do what have you heard or can you think of people doing that is fucked up or shitty, wrong, bad? Fucked up. attacking other doulas. Oh fuck oh, me. Yeah. Hate that. Hate that. Come on, people. And that is not what we're talking about here with fucked up doula shit. We're not talking about you fucking up at a birth. We're right. talking about helping Look, you You can make a mistake. Yeah. yeah, make a mistake. We yeah. all do it. Yeah, um, I've we made all, several. We're really tired, you know, been less than our best selves mm-hmm. in our relationships, in our job, in all yeah. of those things. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is the attitude and where you place yourself mm-hmm. with the laboring person. Mm-hmm. Are you beside them? Are you in front of them? Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you behind them? Mm-hmm. You know, those things. But when it comes to the doula communities and... Stop shitting on other doulas. Stop for asking questions. They're not where you are. People ask a question for a reason. Now, I do understand some of the frustration when something might come up where you're like, if you had... Obviously, the the books had not been read if you are now in your last part of your training. Mm -hmm. Your last part of your training. Um, Who the hell read any of the fucking books anyway? I did. I did. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. Here we go. I read everything. Yeah, I, I read my... I probably, I think I even read those books before my training. Yeah. Because I was just interested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Love that one. But um, in order to answer the questions in some of the tests and stuff like that, you have to know, you have to have read unless you like Cole's notes it. That's what what the index is for. They're all open book anyways. Mm. You just have the books sitting right there with you. But then would you, if you have the books sitting right there with you, you're on a group saying... Oh, yeah, no, that, that, look, when I became a doula, there was no fucking groups. 
That's true. You mustered Facebook three. Facebook wasn't must- invented yet. This Facebook this had how, not been invented yet. how long we've been doulas. It was a Yahoo group, and you never asked those questions. It yeah. was a monthly meeting. You went to your doula care meeting and mm-hmm. sat down and, mm-hmm. and you just talked listened. shit, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were a new doula, you sat there and listened. You didn't say shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but being mean. like it's, It seems like there's mean. there's mean. You should and shouldn't do that. So when the first 12 hours uh, language came up, Remember how nasty that got. Oh, God, that got so Because heated. everyone got so set on their way of their being one way. The 12-hour people were like, there's yes. only way. And if you don't do 12 hours, then you're infringing on... Mm-hmm. Or people who openly volunteer and do free births. Yeah. That's your that's your business. Yes. I, that's not for me to say to do or not to do. Mm-hmm. But let's stop shitting on doulas that want to do that and, and put stuff... Put goodness into a community, an underserved community. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop shitting on those doulas. Mm-hmm. Stop shitting on anybody. Yeah. How about the that? The world's a fucked up place enough as it is. We don't need doula shit all over it. Nope. No. No. Yeah. So that's true. You get a lot of that the more you're on. I don't even know why I just joined that other doula group on Facebook because it's just going to be more, <laughs> more, more bullshit. Stuff. Yeah. I do learn more simple some questions. things and I do it. Um, I do like kind of hearing all the different thoughts and perspectives when somebody asks a quest a question, but it's, I'm often amazed when somebody says some sort of bullshit about how they do it, and there's this mm, this undertone of judgment or this undertone of this is how <laughs> it should not be. Even not even an undertone; it's right out there. Like I, somebody once said, "Well, I guess I've never looked at my doula business as a way of making a living or something like that." I remember that, and yeah, I, and, and I responded happened. to them like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Um, many, 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 not just me, many, many of us, this is our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, again, I go back this to, how I keep this is how I feed my children. And yes, yeah. um, so that's great that you can look at this as a hobby, but this is not a hobby. This is mm-hmm. a profession. Yeah. And, um, that attitude doesn't work. So yeah, that's, that's bad doula shit. Yeah. Putting your judgment about how doulas should live and should approach their work. Do what you want. Do it within sort of a generalized scope of practice. Help people. Don't make it horrible for the rest of us. What what things happen that do negatively impact other doulas, though? I think, and this, this is a little bit, I know that there's some disparity here, but so there's volunteering with underserved mm-hmm. communities. Absolutely. So I think... Mm-hmm someone who is in need and they don't necessarily fit the bill of what one would consider an underserved community. Sometimes people are just going through a rough time mm-hmm. yeah. or they can use the additional services. Um, but people who I, I really don't love when newer doulas newer in their career feel that because they, those look good. Um, <laughs> my boobs are falling out of my bra. Like I need Mine are sliding at the bottom. Wow. Um, Mine are great. <laughs> so, as we mentioned they before. They do. They look lovely. They look great. Um, when out of the gate, someone else has told a newer doula that she should charge pennies or volunteer, that she should charge or, or mm-hmm. volunteer for her certifying births. Or even once she's certified, when she's younger, yeah, that she should Because she doesn't be have enough experience, she should charge... Under market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I think every... I believe every doula should charge at market when they come out of the gate. Not at, I've been doing this 10 years market, but there's yeah. like entry-level market. 
and it should yes. be sustainable. You're starting a new career. It should be sustainable, mm-hmm. and you should be able to learn in that period of time. Um, and you don't have to live in that period for very long. Mm-hmm. You, like what I did, is you slowly built and built yeah. and built, and you just, you know, with each new client, you charged more, and the next one a little more, and then the next one a little more until you were at upper market prices. And often we hear this often too. A question that often comes up when newer doulas are starting is. What do you do about childcare? I'm going to uh-huh. tell you because you should be charging at market because you're going to be cha- paying for childcare. Mm-hmm. That's just one part of it. But we have expenses that you, yes. if you have young children, you now have to not just pay for an average daycare. You often have to pay someone to be on call, which is a little extra cheddar. Yeah, you know. So you should be including all of your expenses. When you look at what you need to charge for this to be viable, you need to charge you, and then you add your value in there. That's the value of the service. Add up. I've done this. Sit down and make a list of every single solitary thing you can think of that it costs you to attend this this birth, Mm -hmm. down to your birth bag. Even mm-hmm. though you're going to use that for years and years, yeah. break it down. It's an investment, yeah. Break that down. It costs this much. You're going to use it for five years. Yeah. How, how? What is the cost for your birth bag for that birth? Your shoes, your clothes, your food that you're going to take to the birth, your childcare, your parking, your gas, insurance for your car, mileage on your car, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So those are all costs to attend this birth. Mm-hmm. So because if you didn't have childcare, you couldn't go. If you didn't have a car, you couldn't go. If you didn't have clothes and you were naked, you couldn't go. If you had so, a better job. Vera is now listening going, I don't have a car and I have a I bike. Still don't. Well, that's, <laughs> bike that's right. Bike, bike, maintenance. Maintenance. bike maintenance is a thing. Isn't it, Vera? I'm yeah, sure exactly. it is. I mean, you've got to get to the birth somehow. What yeah. does that cost you? Yeah, what does that cost? Who lives Travel within time. walking distance of every single birth that they go to? No. Even if you're going to jump on public transit, that's going to that's cost, you, cost money. you money. So yeah. if you add up all of the expenses... That you have to attend this birth, that's your break-even number. Yeah. Now, add add, add your the value of your service. Yeah. What do you feel you you deserve to make for the service that you're providing for these people? Right. And I also think you should look at the market rate mm-hmm. around you, the standard rate around you, because and the then compare it to that. Made with yes. That's yeah. come there so for a reason. Look at that too. Add in there your personal philosophies about birth work and your work specifically, and that's how you make your price. I can't tell anybody how much to charge no. or how because what if somebody is one of those people like no I do just do this as a hobby and I just want people to just because that money's not an issue for them yeah. they got money in the other parts of their life it's their calling it's their thing that they just want to do this good for you that's not my situation that's right. I need to approach it differently. But the bad doula shit in all of this would be me sitting here saying, you shouldn't you do that. Should. You need you to should do it. this. You yes. have to do this. That's yeah. not the way this works. Yeah. No. We're only going to tell you shoulds and shouldn'ts when it comes to... Sticking uh, your hand in somebody's vagina. vagina. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't. Clearly, don't do that. If the word Become stick a, your hand in goes anywhere near your client, if that you need is, to let it go. If yeah. that is so in your wheelhouse that you have to do that become a midwife yeah or market yourself as a a montrese and actually get trained as a montrese thank you very much yeah because i don't think you just market yourself as a montrese and just go out there and you gotta there has to be some kind of certifications or qualifications of that no so yeah i don't want i don't want to get anywhere down there honestly (laughs) you're not a vagina gal no (laughs) 
Uh, Not somebody else's. <laughs> How do you feel about your own kid? <laughs> I don't know. If it's sweep away the cobwebs, maybe I'll find it. Have, oh. have either, if any of you, done any bad doula shit? Mm. Bad doula shit. I have. Tell us while I think. Tell us what you. What kind of bad doula shit did you do? Well, I mean, I, I stepped out of my. I stepped out of my bounds because I mean, I feel that my job is not to speak up to the medical staff. My, um, especially for in in. What am I trying to say here? I've had a headache for twelve days. Um, not. I don't speak for my clients, mm-hmm. so my job is not to speak for my clients. And this is kind of what was happening here. Mm-hmm. I don't know where her partner was in all of this. So my client was having a VBAC mm-hmm. uh, with twins. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be a home VBAC, but then the twin thing came into play, so they wanted to move it to hospital. Fine. While we were there, so she went to like 39 weeks, 39 and a half weeks, um, and we got there, and she's laboring, and she's laboring, and we're walking around, and it got to the point where they were like, uh, your contractions really need to start coming on a little bit more, and in the time it took, the floor was so crazy at that point, in the time it took for it decided that, yes, we're going to start some Pitocin at a low level to actually it happening, she started contracting like every couple of minutes now. So the nurse who had another nurse coming with, coming shadowing her basically, um, came in and started to hang the pitocin. And I go, "Whoa, wait a minute! She's contracting every two minutes now. Mm-hmm. Are we really starting this?" Yeah. Now in my head it was like, "Should I have waited to see like if they're gonna notice that this is happening?" But because we're talking about a VBAC, I'm like. Yeah, and I literally stopped her and said, yeah, no, wait a minute here. We can't. This is what's happening. Are you sure mm-hmm. about this? And questioning what they were doing, which I don't think I probably should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't horrible. <laughs> um, and then she ended up not needing it, and the babies were born like a couple of hours later or an hour or so later. But at the time well at the time because this unit's closing down unfortunately but at the time there's there was a doula um program Mm -hmm. and i had really kind of stepped out of my bounds as a as non-medical support Mm -hmm. um so i phoned up the coordinator of that program and said look I don't know if this is going to come back and bite anybody on the ass. Oh, because in that the time as well, the client had decided to write an email or a letter afterwards telling them that they almost killed her. Oh, my God. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for if my it wasn't doula. For her doula. My doula saved my her, life. Yeah, her she would have ruptured and blah, blah, blah. So because that had happened, like I was fine with what I said and, you know, because mm-hmm. I wasn't couching it on, you know, I saved her life or anything. But that's how she saw it. Um, so I phoned them up and I said, look, just so you know, this is what happened and this is what is happening. And this is that the, a doula did this, but I was not working for you guys at the time. So I was an independent doula at the time and I don't want the program itself to be, um, negatively yes, affected by this. By mm-hmm. Um, so just know that this is, this is everything that happened and I wasn't working for you guys at the time because I had been part of the program for a nanosecond, um, but that wasn't me. I wasn't working for you guys. I mm-hmm. was independent at the time. But mm-hmm. every time when that happened, I was like, Ooh, 
Yeah. Should I have said that? I don't know, but I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I feel comfortable. If I had to do it again, I absolutely would. Yeah. Do it again, um, because I just don't think anybody was paying attention, and yep. I think that's one of the good things about being a doula is that you get to watch and see what everything else is happening, and you because at the same time. Um, they said, at the same birth, they go, well, she went to the bathroom when we were in the OR. They're like, baby one was born, but baby two wasn't descending because she had such a full bladder. And the nurse goes, well, she went to the bathroom. And I said, and I piped up again and said, she, she went in, <laughs> nothing she came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nurse is like, so again, I undermined the nurse yet again. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, okay, but Was it the same nurse? I don't think it was. Okay. I think it was a different one. So it's okay. You undermined two different nurses I, on two separate occasions. Yes, yeah, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if it had been that same nurse, I mean, she would have been like, fucking doulas. Yes. Like, Unless they get together at the nurse's station, like, do you know what that bitch said to me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. I um, think they do. So then, you know, drained her bladder and the second baby like whoop, flew out, flew out, luged out. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, as a doula, I was the only one really that was seeing everything that was going on because it was so chaotic and mm-hmm. the, the floor itself was so busy at the time. But anyways, that was, is that really only doula bad shit? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I've done anything horrible. Yeah. I think in that, though, that is ensuring all communication is clear yeah. and what's happening is clear but it can be construed by care providers mm-hmm. as bad doula yeah. shit so mm-hmm. that's yes. different because i've done that i've mm-hmm. you know stopped things from happening and stuff where some people would say you're talking for your client i'm like no actually i'm just communicating what's happened but it's been missed yeah like saying yeah. that she didn't pee that's yeah. not that's not undermining anybody you, you just simply missed that little tiny piece of information and yeah. i'm just filling in that little that's it yeah I've done that more than once with babies who've had their first pee after they're being born. So, you know, when they're, they come out, they they startle and it's uncommon, especially for, they pee, but it is often, I find it's often missed Missed. and I always look for it because the first pee in the 24 hours counts. Yeah. So I, and if they say, oh no, they didn't pee. Well, yes, Yes, he did did. pee. He peed like immediately after he came out. Ran down the side of her, down the road. But all because all of, there's fluids everywhere and nobody's really paying attention to that they often don't see it and i often am because everyone's looking for apgar right color tone all of those things and i'm looking for pee mm-hmm. i'm always looking for pee because so much now see i just learned something yeah if if they don't know to pee then they start talking about they haven't had a pee in the first 24 we might have to supplement we might have to do xyz it's like actually they peed right out of the gate yeah i just i mean i have been the person to notice that they did pee but it never occurred to me that i should Look for it because they often, they sometimes miss it. So, yes, I learned something too. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I always say it out loud. It's like uh, before I'm leaving, even if no one's inquired, I'm like, he had his first pee, shot everywhere, everyone's Mm -hmm. good, you're Mm -hmm. good, baby's on the boob. And that's often where I'll get feedback. It's like, oh, the pee did happen. I'm like, right after they were born. Yeah. So, my bad doula shit isn't. I feel like like it's such a cop out because we're so good. We just don't have any bad shit to share. Um, but something that I struggle with, I really do struggle with this, is going to follow-up visits. Yes. I don't, and I, years and years, I've asked myself, why do I struggle with this? I will, I have to force myself to make the call to, to set up the post-birth visit. Yes. So it's a post-birth visit. If it's 
like a full-on postpartum visit. It's not that bad. But that post-birth follow-up wrap-up visit, I yeah. struggle with it all the time. I did for a number of years, and now I just have it laid out right in the... I, Before you leave. I will call you on... You will come home, you will have a day at home, and then I will come and see you, and we will work that around when you're when your care provider, when, you're, your doctor's, when, when you go to your doctor's, doctor's appointment. Yeah, I always say oh, but I've had thing. to actually put that in place. Maybe that works as better actually. as opposed to saying within the first week. Yeah. No, I always or, say I'll see yeah, that because gives me too much leeway because I'll put it off till like or the I, end. I used to say, you call me. Yes. And they're yes. in the haze of birth. They don't call. No. Yeah. I always say, I'll see you on day three or four. When you get home, let me know when your pediatrician's appointment yeah. is, and we'll do it on the opposite, whatever day that isn't. Yeah. Maybe that's a good that's a good way to do it. Whatever day, because they have to go to the doctor 48 hours after yeah. discharge. So maybe I'll say the following day after your doctor's appointment. That's yeah. when I'll come. Because then, then we know sort of what's going what's on with that, feeding yes, you and get stuff like, a like good, that, right? Yeah. And that now, now shit needs to get fixed. And but I don't know why I often struggle with it. Like literally, even as I'm getting dressed to go, I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Why? I don't. I have no idea. And I feel horrible. And I feel so guilty. And it has nothing to do with the wonderfulness of my clients. Yeah. Because it happens with the wonderful ones and the not so wonderful ones too. For me, it's the parking. <laughs> <laughs> The idea of going That's to a visit all. for two hours and have to pay $20 for parking because they don't have underground parking because Toronto parking sucks ass. Yeah, it's it's always the parking. I don't want to leave my house to have to go find parking in downtown Toronto. Maybe this yeah. is less intrusive doula shit, but refunds. Can we talk about those who give all their money back? And what the hell? I know. When, you know all the time we've uh, always I, said, refund, refund. So... This bad, so that's bad doula shit you're saying. So for when duels who do give refunds, that doesn't help the rest of us who don't give refunds? Yes. Is that so what you mean? If, okay. you're, if someone says to you, well, it looks like I'm going to have a planned cesarean section. Yeah. So I would no like refund. a refund. Yeah. No. No. And we and you go over it at the beginning. It's like, you know, I this it's like your gym membership. You can use it or not use it, but it's paid for. Mm -hmm. And how you use it is up to you. We're not going to talk about me being there or not being there. It's like, how do you want to use it that day? Mm -hmm. Would you like me to meet you right afterwards to go over initial breastfeeding? Because sometimes that's hard right after a cesarean section. Weird positioning. You need extra experienced hands. Do you want me to stay with you beforehand? And, you know, prepare you. Do you want me to do both? Because I'll happily come before yeah. and, and wait or go into the OR, hopefully, depending on where you are, and mm -hmm. help you receive Except your baby. Except one hospital in Toronto that does that. Mm -hmm. and, and then hopefully you get skin to skin with your baby. And if not there, then I'll be in, you know, as soon as you guys get to recovery, have your partner come get me. We'll get that baby on your chest and we'll get, get going. Yeah. And if your baby is not interested in latching because, you know, sometimes afterwards they're just not after a cesarean section, we will... We will milk that colostrum for you, put it in a bunch of little vials, and you'll be ready to go when your baby perks up. Mm -hmm. if, if, or if they have to leave you or something. Like, there's so many different ways to s assist people. And it's often, I don't hear it as much now, but when I, right away, when we'd see it on the, again, on the doula boards again, the big question, my client wants a refund because they're going to have a C-section. And I actually had a, a parent once say to me, what if I have a C-section? Do I get a refund? I'm like, what do you mean? If it ends in C-section? Yeah, do I get a refund? I'm like, I'm not here to guarantee anything. I'm here to walk yeah. through it with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't the, guarantee outcomes. The, yeah. the, the father in this case was like, yeah, but, but, but. I'm like, why would you think that you would get a refund if you end up in a C-section? It's just, it's another way to birth. So I was right. in a, I was in a, I was in a, a birth once and they, weirdest birth ever. They, <laughs> not as weird as that other one though. Okay. Um. 
probably number two. But <laughs> they um, they sent me away. They they needed some time alone. No problem. You need some time alone. So I went and I waited in the waiting room where her family was. Six hours later. What? Yeah. After the baby was born, they didn't want me to leave, but they didn't want me in the room either. Now, the shitty part was is I didn't take my purse with me. And I didn't have a phone charger, and I didn't have my money. <laughs> so I couldn't go get anything to eat. I thought I was leaving for a few minutes. But anyways, that's not the story. Mm-hmm. So, but while I was there, her family started asking me questions and things. I don't know. I can't remember how they knew who I was. But they started asking me questions. Well, well, what if it's a really long birth? No, they go, well, what if it's a really short birth? Like, do you give money back? No. No. Do you pay more when it's a really long birth? Yeah, well, that that was my response. I go, well, I'm not going to charge you more if I have to be there longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, well, and they were thinking, like, it was a really good racket that I had. And I'm like, okay, well... (laughs) Well, no, because hey there, they're... Muggsy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the money? <laughs> Did you get it for that three-hour birthday? Did you have to be there for 24 oh, no. hours? Wait, we sure we show, showed them, didn't we? <laughs> I'm going to be like, that's a big rocket. It's a dual rocket. Oh, yeah. So, and then at one point, they were like, the... I don't know. I guess they thought it was ridiculous that I was sitting there. And it was ridiculous that I was just sitting there, but... But the, it's their choice. That yeah, was their like, choice. Yeah, and the, the and two mothers were there, and they're like, you need to go. You need to go in. You need to go in. I'm like, I can't just go in. Yeah. I need to wait until they ask me to come in. And I asked several times if they wanted me to go in or if they wanted me to leave or what they wanted. Yeah. And they said, no, we just need you to be right there. And the mother's like, no, you need to go. You, you need to go. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can't. Mm-hmm. It's not my decision. Mm-hmm. And it's not your decision either. Mm-hmm. So I sat and I waited and I milked that 15% battery life that I had left, yeah. trying really hard not to waste the battery. Um, but yeah, it was really weird. But yeah, no, sorry, no refunds. No refunds. Now, you, so for me, this always blows me away that you do this. Um, and I love you for it. <laughs> but it blows me away. So I don't sign up with clients until you've had that twelve weeks. I don't want to. I don't even want to interview with you until that twelve week mark, uh-huh. um, for fear of you know obviously higher. Oh, miscar- twelve weeks gestation. Yeah, I don't think I've ever even gotten a call from somebody I, who's. Been I have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have not so much anymore. But I have, and because I don't want to. If there's a miscarriage, I can't. I will give you your money back, but when that money goes into my account, it's spent. So I don't want to give you a refund. So I wait. I don't want to. But I will. Yeah. But you do not. I do not. I there's two options. If there's a miscarriage an early stage miscarriage. I will go with you to your early stage miscarriage. Or I will hold that deposit for your next pregnancy. I get, I get it. I'd give a miscarriage. My my contract says no refunds unless it's the event of pregnancy loss. I had a client. I don't even have that written down. I've had a client um, have an intrauterine death at 30 weeks. Mm-hmm. I had to give them the money back. And yes, I was there. Yeah. I went to the hospital with them. I was there and I visited them after and I gave them the money back still. It just feels compassionate to me. Yeah. I had that too. That they've had so much loss that, yeah, it's a hardship for me, but it's nothing compared to what they're going through. And so the, I do have that. Pregnancy loss is is the only way. Otherwise, I'm going to 
so if I don't attend, so I understand people say, so what if we end up with a planned C-section? Because that ha- that just happened to me yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, we did all the prenatals. We did all yeah. the practicing. And I have and saved this spot for you. Yes, and I've saved a spot for you. And so... And oftentimes you don't know it's coming until the very end So I've saved anyways. a spot for you, so that's worth something. Yeah. But I don't actually attend the birth. I mean, like, there's no labor. Right. So let's not pretend as doulas that they're, that, that it's the same to attend a 18-hour birth where you're doing the double hip squeeze and doing all the things that we do mm-hmm. at an intense labor support situation, that that's the same as going to the hospital after a C-section, helping somebody latch a baby on. Yeah, it's not the, it's same, not the same. So I don't offer a refund, but I do offer something else to make it feel balanced for everybody. Yeah. Because even if I drive down to the hospital and help latch a baby... That is not the same thing as me going at two o'clock in the morning to attend an eighteen-hour yeah. birth, and so I, I don't feel like it's. I, d- I feel like it's. Yes, I offer. Yeah. Um, we work it out somehow. Yeah. I don't have it. I don't have it clearly laid out, but I do feel that we need to rejig it somehow. Yes. So I had a client. <laughs> These are fucking weirdos. I shouldn't say that. Um, but you just did. I just did. Oh, and I whispered it. I hope it didn't pick up. But anyways, so they decided to have a planned cesarean. So I said, well, okay, um, if that's the case, then I can do a little bit extra postpartum for you then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll come and, and, you know, and I just arbitrarily said like X number of hours. So I went, we did, after the, the thing, we did um, uh, the bath and things like that. Great. No problem. But then they never really called for any more support after that. Oh, yikes. I thought I turned it off. Um, so never... <laughs> Sorry, it's Chris. I got to yeah. take go, it. Go, go, go. go. Absolutely. Take that man. It's so we never did... He's a man. <laughs> we... <laughs> she talks without... On speaker. He's ca- He called her FaceTime. Oh, okay. Anyway, so... We didn't do um, we didn't do any more visits after that, so I was like, okay, well, whatever, you know, you you've decided not to do that, and that's fine. Fucking three years later or two years later, I get an email that they've got some hours, and they're having a party, and she's having her for her. And she's having her cesarean on like a Thursday. And then the party, she's coming home and the party's on the Sunday. Can I come and look after the baby and all the other children for the number of hours that they have left? No. Are you fucking kidding me? No. I'm not a nanny. I didn't even respond to that email. Was like, delete. I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? You are. What? (laughs) I incredulously looked at the email going, the balls of you, okay? I You had all opportunity to take that for the next, you know, another visit or whatever to help out. They just, because they weren't breastfeeding or anything like that. But that was, and why, and part of me is like, why the fuck are you having a party three days after your goddamn cesarean? <laughs> are you insane? Anyways. I could not imagine being after my cesarean. Oh my goodness. Can you? Yeah, and not just look after the baby, but a whole bunch of other kids? No, that's a big no. Sorry about that. Sorry about your luck. Mm-hmm. Hire a goddamn babysitter. Yeah. 
Hire, hire a nanny for that, or an entertainer if they're talking about one baby and all those kids, because the baby needs all your attention. Mm-hmm. You know? This baby's literally three days old. Yeah, you're not, and you're going to be looking after that baby and changing diapers and all of those things, which means you're looking away from a group of other children. Mm-hmm. That ain't safe. Mm-mm. Especially, you know what, when you do that in your own space with your own kids, mm-hmm. and you know the parameters of your house, and you know the sounds that are happening, that's exactly. different. When you don't know other people's kids, I'm not looking away. No. I am not doing that. It's insane, right? <laughs> Do not look away. Anyways. But yeah, refunds for what I think is no good reason is I hear all the time or someone's changed their mind or... <sighs> yeah. Sorry, you changed your mind? You paid. Yeah. Sorry. Just like you're... I, I always relate it back to the gym membership. You can pay for it and it's for a certain period of time, a month generally speaking. And if yep. you use it, you use it. If you choose not to use it, you choose not to use it. Yep. And... But if it's a birth doula thing, too, it falls within the scope of birth. Exactly. Again, I think it is, if someone want, is having a planned cesarean section, I won't necessarily, um, if they want me to come the day of, then I'm not offering anything else other no. than outside of the package. No, because that in itself can be like eight hours or so. I've done eight to ten hours at a yeah, hospital for so a cesarean. Have I. So Because you I. get bumped. You're planned, but yeah. you're not emergent. No. Which means you get regularly bumped. And you're just, bumped. you're sitting there. Let me tell you, supporting a... 40-week woman who has no calories in her system, trying to keep her calm and happy and centered and mentally prepared for a surgery that she's now waited six hours for, and she's fucking hungry again. Um, Yeah. That is hard. Or when they they say, well, what if we get an epidural? And? No. I'm one of the tools in your bag, baby. Yep, exactly. Along with that epidural, I'll help you use it well. We'll we'll position the hell of you with that peanut ball. We'll keep you on your hands and knees if you want. Whatever floats your boat. Exactly. Why else wouldn't you give a refund for? I don't give refunds. No, I don't I mean, either. <laughs> Except for loss, I don't. But I, you do hear about it all the time. People asking for a refund because, well, what if they just changed their mind? Sorry. Did you read the contract? Did yeah. you read the paperwork that was put in front of you? And I think today more I than I love when else, they read the contract though with a fine tooth comb and they're going, oh, what about this clause? And I'm like, oh, fuck my God. It's a birth doula contract for god's sake yeah basically means you're not buying a company god damn it all right this kind of went from bad Bad doula shit shit to but you know what i think refunds are bad doula shit bad business is bad doula shit because it does impact the people around you um and underselling yourself undervaluing yourself Mm-hmm. Um, like even when you book a wedding venue, if you change your mind, you lose your deposit. Yes, you or do. I or I even want to think you didn't lose your deposit. Your deposit's intent, your retainer fee intent was to retain somebody for that period of time. Yep. Which means they did not take on somebody else. That's right. You have retained my services. Yep. If you want to now put me on call, you when I go on call, when I get that balance. So at 36, 37 weeks, when we meet to do a, a, our prenatal meeting, from there on out... I'm your gal. Mm-hmm. I'm physically showing up at your birth, mm-hmm. barring an act of God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- that's kind of how that works. And no, if you decide to have a planned cesarean section, honey, that's still your birthing day. Yeah. That is still your birthing day. This You are still bringing a person into the world, and you are still deserving of the support around yeah, that. exactly. So, no refunds. No refunds. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> I would be interested to hear why other people give refunds, in what case they give refunds. Or what bad doula shit have you heard? In your in your area of the world, what doula, bad doula shit have you heard? And I don't want it... 
I, I know I sometimes think that I tell these stories and whatnot and I and I'm I think I sound super judgy and super judgmental and I don't mean to sound it that way. I'm trying to A, I'm trying to be funny, um, for the most part, and I know I'm not always. Um, but I want my main priority in the, can everybody hear her screaming in the background? Um, my main priority is to move this profession along and to help boost up my doula sisters in the process. I want everybody to succeed. So if I sound like I'm being judgy and crazy and insane, it's just because I want you guys to do amazing. <clears throat> and again, with my vocal fry. Um, so be kind. Yeah. You know? Practice well. Practice your, your doula business in such a way that it lifts and just, up no, the I'm entire not, I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to be funny. Okay? I'm not judging. I'm not a judger. God knows I'm not a judger. Judgy well, that's Mc, good. Judgy McJudgerson. That's not me. Judgy McJudgerson. Yep. You judge me for my burps. I do, but yeah. that's only because I care about your gastro and <laughs> your gastrointestinal health. I'm worried about you. I'm mummy judging you. You're mummy mother. Judging. Oh. I'm, I'm being mother judge here. Mother judge. Uh, you need to get Everything that di digestive disorder. You okay. need to get that looked at. I'm. I care about you. Okay. I love you. I'll roll it in. All get right. myself some tums. Whatever. Please. I have some in the cupboard. What, <laughs> that was that was my lunch. I'm intermittent fasting today. So um, I, I don't think Suzanne had anything to add she, to this. She's no, talking to her she's son. She's talking to her right son now. who's on the other side of the world. Um, so we're going to end it here and then have another story because I have to pee again like a goddamn racehorse. I got to poop. Oh, uh, can I go first? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Bye, guys. Okay. We're back. We are back. We peed. We pooped. Yep. We talked water. Talked to your son. I talked to my son who called. Sorry, I had to duck out for yep. a mm -hmm. minute when he calls from far, when far away. the children call, we must you gotta respond. Answer. Yep, yeah. that's true. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had my phone off, so sorry. Oh, absolutely. But I'm glad that I was able to talk to him, so absolutely. I'm not all that sorry. No. Truth be told. The truth be told. Okay. All right. What have we got in this last little bit here? So I guess I can tell um, the first time I was a doula story. Mm. All right. So the first birth you attended as a doula. The first birth mean? I attended as a doula, okay. which was the first birth I ever attended that wasn't my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd taken my training in June, and this baby was born I think mid July. Oh, I took my training in June also. <sighs> So I, after my training, I kind of conned a friend of mine who was pregnant uh, to be at the birth of her baby because I thought, you know, I don't know <laughs> what it's like from this end. Um, and I certainly wouldn't want to be responsible if, if I fuck up <laughs> or if I faint. Um, mm. I think she'll forgive me. Mm -hmm. So her, she wasn't due, I don't think, until actually August. So I felt like I had some pretty good time, you know, to do some more reading or <laughs> actual reading. Um, and um, Not required for certification, just for personal reference. Yeah, now. exactly. Um, so I had taken my training and then I was, my, they had my phone. And I remember my phone too. It was a pink flip phone. Mm. I fucking loved this phone. This is my first, like, woo, that's my phone. Um... And 
my phone rang about, I was in bed. My husband was downstairs doing uh, schoolwork and stuff. My kids were asleep and my phone rang. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> so I answer it and it's the dad and he's like, she's in labor. I'm like, I'm sorry, what are you saying? Because mm-hmm. in my head, she's not due for like another month. And I go, I'm, what, huh? Mm-hmm. Who is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's Ed. And I go, oh, right, okay. What's happening? Mm-hmm. We're in labor and we're going to the hospital. Oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> all right. Okay. And my head starts processing, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, I'll meet you guys there. Mm-hmm. So we get there. And I, and I, the way this particular hospital, the way it was designed in Scarborough, at the time, you had, you couldn't go in through, oh no, the hospital was on lockdown. Oh. So, why I can't remember. I think there was, there had been a shooting and. Oh my God. That the, they had been brought, because <coughs> normally you would come in through emergency. Yeah. Um, to go in in the overnight hours. Yeah. But there had been a shooting, and because there had been a shooting and there were cops all over, they put the hospital kind of on lockdown so people couldn't just wander aimlessly yes. just in case there was retaliation shooting or something like that. So what, yeah. So when we got there, they're like, they're not letting us in. And I'm like, what do we have to do? So it turned out, so Dad went to go park the car. I had gotten there first for some reason. Dad went to park the car, and we had to actually walk around to the front of the hospital. So emergency was at the side, and we had to walk all the way around to the front, which for someone in full-on labor was kind of a long walk. Yeah, yeah. So I, Are you I talking had, about Scarborough Gen? No. Scarborough Grace. Scar- Grace. No. Centenary. Oh, Centenary. Yeah. So, you know where emergency is, yep. and then we had yes. to walk all the way around to the oh, front. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, that's yeah. a hike. So, and she's... In, in labor. labor. So we get, dad's parking the car and I'm texting him where we're going. Like, you have to come around the front. And this was like, not a QWERTY keyboard. This was AAA. Oh my da, da, God. Like, you had to, <laughs> so texts were not fast 13 no, odd years ago. Then. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. So we're, I'm walking with her and we're stopping and we're breathing. And we're walking, we're stopping, and we're breathing. We get around to the front and we push the button to let us in. And they're like, what, what do you want? We're like, so we're in labor and we need to come into the hospital. And they're like, huh? What? Oh, my God. And now at this point, she's like, I'm fucking in labor. Open the fucking doors. Okay. So we go in. Dad Sometimes you just need a little of that. A little fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. So we get up to, we get up to um, the, because it wasn't where it was. It was like upstairs upstairs at this point. Yes, yeah. Um... Which is way better than what they fucking have Before now. Before the but. birth center reconstruction. Yeah. So we get up there and we get to the, the desk and we go, so we're here and we're in labor. And they go, we're not accepting any patients. We're on bypass. Because there's no doctors. <gasps> and I'm standing there with her. Dad hasn't shown up yet. And she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> we're here. And she goes, this is her third baby. And she goes, and I deliver quickly. Yeah. And then they it's look. Okay, I'll just just squat right here yeah. at the nurse's station. So then they go, oh, so this is your midwife? And I go, no, not a midwife. I'm a doula. 
-hmm. or I'm the doula. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, at this point, I'm just a friend. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And so they go, well, wait a minute. So they have it in there because this is 13 years ago. Nobody knows what a fucking doula is, Mm -hmm. really. So they let us come in because they think I'm her midwife. Mm-hmm. And that I'm there to deliver this baby. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're not. Like, I'm not, just so you're aware, not a midwife, not delivering this baby. But she's already in now. She's admitted. So they're like, okay, well, I guess we got to call in a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they call in a doctor. So so if they, if they have the capability of calling in a doctor, why weren't there any doctors? At least I don't, one doctor I, there. Yeah, I don't know. Um... So he comes, he comes in, and we're like, she's in bed, and we're on monitors and stuff like that, and we're laboring along, and I'm like, barely know what the fuck I'm doing, mm-hmm. and we finally get to the point where, and at this point, she's like, pissed, like, why the, why, are, where the hell is everybody? Where, because there's no nurse even coming in, because they think they still are under this impression that this doula is going to do everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, what? Who are you people? <laughs> So I um so we finally get to the point where we're going to actually have this baby. So they move us into a different room. Like they weren't cuz you remember how stupid those rooms were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to like set it up differently for like some of those rooms were not the bed had to be turned yeah. because of how small they were and stuff. Yeah, and the door led right out into, into like a hallway. weird yeah. off hallway. It wasn't upstairs. It was on the first floor. Oh, was it the first one? Yeah, Christopher was born there. Okay. That's really? How, yep. Upstairs is postpartum. Oh, maybe. Postpartum is upstairs, but the labor and delivery was on was on the yes, first floor. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Not where it is now. No, but no. it was on the first floor. Yeah. And yeah, that and weird-ass hallway. Yeah. This weird closed hallway dark. with no windows and or anything. Dark. The lighting was, was like not a, good enough. The the hallway that you walk at St. Mike's to get to the elevators to go upstairs, that hallway reminds yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So we, we start pushing. We have this baby. And I've never seen... So as my first experience... I've never seen an OB so excited about a birth. What? He's like, wow, that was really good. Was that not really good? And he's looking at me going, what? that was really was good. Pushing? Well, no, after the baby's born and, and oh. baby comes out. And have you ever had anybody get an APGAR of 10? No. Yeah, no, he's like, yeah, 10. Look at this baby. Oh, he was that's just a, that's a 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was so fucking excited about this birth. I I don't know if he just hasn't been to a birth in a really long time, or if so, they pulled him out of the crypt. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> been, it was his first birth. Drinking. It was know? his first birth, and he was just excited that everybody is alive. <laughs> what? No, happening? he was like a hundred years old. But anyways, oh. I was like, wow, wow, is this what this is like? And like everybody is like really so excited happy and, yeah. and happy and excited. I can do this, I can do this Man, job. That, and I didn't faint. Mm. And I and I feel like maybe I helped out a little bit. Uh-huh. Not that she didn't know what the hell she was doing. This was her third goddamn yeah. baby. But it was like, wow, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And then of course it's daylight by this time we're coming I'm coming home. And I'm don't do this, but I'm talking on the phone all while I'm driving on my pink flip phone, right? This was before this, we this knew is, about cell phone safety and yeah, cars. This, yeah, this is before you could kill people. Yeah, it was actual. like included with drinking your coffee in the car. Yeah. You know? Or drinking. I mean, I think people still drank and drove at that point. But anyways, 
don't do that. But I'm driving home and I'm, I'm, it was the morning. It was like early morning Saturday. I think he was born on a Friday because this was like a Saturday morning, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking on the phone to my husband going, holy shit, that was the best goddamn thing I've ever seen. This was so goddamn cool. And that was... Hook, line, and sinker. I was right in there. Yeah. At that point, I Drove you to your second birth. Yeah. That was... Yeah. Honestly, can't even remember the second birth, to be Mm -hmm. quite honest, but that was literally the best introduction into this that I probably could have had. If it had been anything different, I probably would have been like, meh, I don't know if I want to do this as a career. But because it was so amazing, I think that's... That hooked me. Mm -hmm. That would do it. Yeah. But when she's standing there looking at that nurse going, no, um, I'm not going anywhere. Cause where I don't even remember where they were going to send us. It was somewhere crazy. It wasn't Scarborough Jen. It was somewhere else. Or May, I think it might've been. Yeah. Um, and we're like, she's like, no, I cannot go there. I deliver babies quickly. I was like, yeah, honey, you do. And she's like 90 pounds, mm. right? Even pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like she's this tiny thing and she was she was tearing a new one off that nurse so was that your first birth after your were you were certified or was that after a certifying training. it was a certifying, certifying birth. birth so that was the first birth right. i had like literally my training had been a month prior and you had never been to a birth before that I'd never oh, okay atta- i'd never seen anybody else born yes i had seen several births my before kids. my before i did the training so i'm i'm wondering which one would I count if I had to ask? Well, what was your first birth? First birth that I ever saw? Attended as the primary, as, as a doula. So when you kind of knew the word and used the word and went to Okay, birth. that would be different then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd never seen, except for my own kids, I'd never seen anybody else born yeah, or deliver yeah. a baby. Yeah. So... I'd yeah. seen several by then, but, not, but I didn't know I was being a doula. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I and I know a lot of people have experiences like that. Yeah. That, you know, they had, had attended births and knew. And then realized, that, hey. hey, this was, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. This is, this is what you can do. But yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, if I faint at all of this, then this <laughs> is not a really good career choice. Yeah. <laughs> I should really. Do it down. I should really see what, and of course I didn't charge for that birth because I mean, what if I did, you know, totally fuck this up? You literally did that for your own learning. Yeah, I did it for my own learning. And I mean, several of my births in the very beginning were volunteer. And I looked at it as an investment into my knowledge. So I looked at it not as I was giving away something for free, but I I was gaining something in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that helped me. That helped me feel more confident when I did start to charge. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. And of course, 13 years ago, nobody knew... 15 years ago, 20 years ago, nobody knew what the hell we were. Yeah. Right? We were, we were, you people. Yes. <laughs> this was us. Yes. This was not us personally, but yes. There was us. like maybe a few other people. Yeah. yeah. Who were doing this. Yeah. Remember those doula care meetings where you guys weren't there when no. I went to no. the doula care meetings that I went to. No. You guys weren't there. And then one day, Amanda Burke was there and she introduced me to you. Yes, because she was the only other doula in Scarborough at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I remember I was at a doula Besides care. me. So yeah. then there was the three of us in Scarborough. Yeah. I don't know who. And yet, again, we couldn't connect. Like, I'd, I think I'd heard your, vo- your, your name and stuff like yeah. that, but it took a while to... We met at Carolyn Pryor's party. 
Yeah. Birthday party. Yeah. I think I I think I attended La Leche League. Meetings. It was after. Yeah. After we knew each other. We oh, met each right. Other. Yes. We went to Oakville for a conference. Right. And, Amanda, and, and I don't know if you drove or Amanda drove, but the three of us went together. Right. To a dual care thing. Yes. In yes. Oakville. That was probably the AGM. I believe so. Yes. So I remember being at a doula care meeting and a doula meeting me. I don't even remember her name anymore. Isn't mm-hmm. that awful? Um, and she remembered me. Now, I don't know. I was, I'm, I certainly, I'm sure, was not the first on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had not, I think I'd been charging like 100 bucks for mm-hmm. birth at that point because I was still like gaining knowledge and whatnot. Yeah. And she was in Florida and her client went into early labor. Mm-hmm. And she called me. At, I was having a party and she called me. And said that um, she, her client needed to have somebody there, but she was in Florida and couldn't come. Um, could I go to the birth? And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she, and then she said, it's $600. <gasps> and I was like, what the hell? Everybody get out. Party's yeah. over. Yeah. Take Basically. Shit. Get the out. Par- the party had just been closing down anyways. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Tell me where. Tell me when. What are their names? Blah, blah, blah. And then I, I hung up the phone and I turned to my husband and I'm like, uh, so I'm going to go to a birth and I'm going to get paid for it. <laughs> and he's like, shit, yeah, go. <laughs> you get get your ass out the Do door and get, make that money. <laughs> but that was like the first time that I'd actually been paid like what I felt was real, real bad money. money. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's crazy, mm-hmm. and at the time it was six hundred bucks, big bucks. That was big bucks six back then, like big thirteen bucks. years ago. Yeah, oh. so history, yeah, doula yeah. history. Our Look at that, all our stories, all our stories. Well, but we need your stories too. We need your stories too. What is your first doula experience? Tell us. Uh-huh. Send us on Facebook, uh, the email button on Facebook, the email button on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us everywhere. Tell your friends. Yeah, you know how? Do you know how to rate, review, and so? Do you know how to rate and review a podcast? Go, do that. Go to the to the podcast app that you use, and look for a, a thingy. And it, if you click on the thing, it will tell you. <laughs> I don't know how to do it either. It's I, really easy I'm with just Apple. Saying, I don't know how to do it It's really, others. it's not complicated. You just have to actually do it. It doesn't just pop up and, and listening doesn't make it happen. You have to actually consciously go and do something. So that's Subscribe. what we want you to do. Go and act and rate and review. Write a review. That will boost us up so much. Not yeah. just our egos and our self-esteem, but, but like our ranking or whatever. Yeah, like we uh, want to chart. Thank you very much. Could you? We want to do well in the podcast world. We so do. So can you help us out, please? Just please? help us out by please. going to your podcast app and reviewing. Uh, write a review and give us five stars. Five whole stars. Please and thank you. Yeah, if you're only going to give us three, just I mean, ignore this whole conversation. What? Yeah. Just give us five stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're greedy uh, like that. Okay. Right. Stephanie, put your phone down. What is that face? What? what? It's just that now that she's been missing for a certain amount of time, there's now mm, con- like people friend. starting rumors and shit about what's happening, and it's ridiculous. Just focus on finding her, you know? But what pe- the hell are we talking about? My friend who is missing, 
her they're starting rumors about where she might have gone and stuff. It's and like why? let's not focus on that. Yeah. Let's just, just focus on finding her. Let's do that. She's gorgeous and very easy to spot. So mm-hmm. crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We'll see you next week. Come back again and yeah. listen to what we have to say next week. Yeah. We don't know what that will be, but just trust that it's going to be good. Yes. <laughs> we just make this shit up as we go. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.